welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are talking about Destination D23. We got some listener questions about what we want them to announce. Maybe maybe not necessarily what we think they're going to announce. <laughs> no, in no way yeah. do I think they're going to announce any of these. Correct. But what we would like to, for them to announce. So we're going to be talking about that because Destination D23 uh, is going to be taking place in Orlando this weekend. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make some picks and then next week we can see how well we do. I bet we go over. <laughs> we, we have too big of dreams. I think our, 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 our vision's too grand. Ofer sounds like a name. It's a good name for like a cat, Ofer. That's my cat, Ofer. <laughs> All right, before we get into that, though, let's cover the Disney news of the week. So the new San Francisco Square opened over at Disneyland. This is where the um, Pacific Wharf area, they basically just rethemed it to Big Hero 6. So not a lot of you know new stuff, but kind of just a little bit of a, a retheming. You will be able to see Baymax and Hero. They're going to have meet and greets. The, the cafe... Um, is the Aunt Cass Cafe. I'm not sure why they didn't name it after her cafe, like from the movie. They just called it the Aunt Cass Cafe. I guess that's more for Google. So when you're Googling, um, you know, that comes up as opposed to calling it the Lucky Cat Cafe, like it's called uh, in the movies and the series that she actually runs. Um, but but her cafe mm-hmm. is there. So uh, overall, I mean, it, it looks good. You know, again, it's kind of just a a pretty basic retheming of the area, so not like a new attraction or anything too crazy like that. Yeah, I think that this is nice, though. I mean, I saw a few photos online. I know when we were there this summer, they were working on it, and you could start to see it taking shape. But I like the like the you know their version of like the Golden Gate Bridge that they were working on when we were there, and I saw the finished results, and it looks awesome. So I think that this is a nice little facelift for the area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then also the Journey of Water with Moana over at Epcot, they've started cast member previews, and it seems like some people from the media uh, have been there, or maybe they know cast members because there are some uh, videos and articles out about it now. So I would think we're pretty close to that opening, you know, maybe within the next month or two. I think what I've seen so far, you know, it looks good. I think the only thing is going to be just people's expectations of it. I mean, this was something that was announced. I want to say 2018, maybe 2019. So you're looking at four or five years for Disney to build this um, for essentially what is a walkthrough that you can interact with water. So kind of an interactive walkthrough. It looks nice. It looks like it's something that probably should be an animal kingdom. Um, just with the plant life and everything like that. So overall, it looks good. Um, but again, not something that I think maybe we had to wait five years for. Yeah, to me, what I've seen so far kind of seems like a really elevated queue interactivity. Like there are some Yeah, things... it seems like it should be a queue for a Moana attraction. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, how, for example, whenever you're in line for the Haunted Mansion and you can touch the instruments... Um, in if you're in Disney World, you can touch the instruments and they'll play. And it's like this cool interactive thing that keeps you busy. But I don't know that in and of itself it will be enough. But again, I mean, this is just based on the, the previews. But it, again, like it kind of seems like something that maybe won't be super like I won't be, feel drawn to it. However, it is hot in Florida and it, this area would be a nice area to walk through if it is one of those hot days. It's a beautiful place to hang out. It's different than the rest of Epcot. So, hey, maybe w- once seeing it live, I will feel very excited about it. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a, a neat place to check out. Yeah, how popular it is overall remains to be seen. I, I do think it's interesting, you know, DSNY Newscast over on YouTube did a review of it. And, and again, it seems odd at Epcot, but he did mention it seems like it's kind of going back to that edutainment. Like they are teaching you about the water cycle. Um, so it, cool. it kind of goes back to some of like the original pavilion. So I think that's how they kind of got it fit into Epcot, even though it, it may be initially didn't seem like it made sense there do i hear class field trip a very very expensive class field trip uh, maybe <laughs> you can work on that one so um but, uh, I'll, I'll petition the school board uh, but you mentioned the haunted mansion so the other piece of news is that over at disneyland they announced the haunted mansion grounds are getting an expansion and they're adding a retail shop um so they're gonna add basically like a garden grounds area so this seems to be more of like the queue area like you said they're adding what sounds like some more interactive features so kind of like what we have at disney world and then a a new retail shop it seems to me kind of what they're doing because they did mention that it's going to add enhancements to the plaza that's adjacent to the new tiana's palace restaurant so it seems to be what this is kind of doing is helping to connect tiana to the Haunted Mansion to kind of expand the New Orleans Square area because the the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland um, is New Orleans themed and Tiana mm-hmm. is New Orleans. So it seems to be more of just kind of like an expansion of that walkway and accessibility as opposed to, you know, it's not like expanding the ride in any way. It's just kind of more of like the ambiance and surroundings of it, but still pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to see it. I do think that that is one of the biggest things for me that the Haunted Mansion over in Disneyland lacks is some of the cool like areas. And again, as I was mentioning, the cool things that you can do in the line over in Disney World. So if they could add something like that in Disneyland, I think that that will really elevate the ride. Yeah, and a permanent merch facility, I think it makes a lot of sense. Right now, they just have a merch cart at the exit. You know, over at Disney World, there is Memento Mori outside yeah. the Haunted Mansion. So this one's going to be themed that it's Madame Leota's uh, carriage house. So it's just another building on the grounds, but it's going to be a retail shop. So I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, add retail, again, add a little bit more ambiance and kind of like tie that whole area in together. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, when this comes out next year. Uh, and then one thing I did want to mention a, a few weeks ago, we talked about Disney's biggest mistakes. So we went through kind of all the attractions that, did not last very long. Disney's kind of uh, misfires. And one of them was the Tiki Room under new management. And we both said the one cool thing about that was the Tiki Goddess that comes out of the middle where the water mm-hmm. fountain used to be. Um, and they didn't bring the water fountain back. So we were kind of saying, like, is the Tiki animatronics still in there? What happens? I, I did find out. I was watching something and somebody mentioned about it. It's actually now at Trader Sam's over at the Polynesian. So that animatronic is in Trader Sam's. And if you order the drink that's named after the Tiki Goddess, it comes to life. So they moved it over there. So again, more reasons for us to get over to Trader Sam's. That's correct. And then the other thing is, why don't they bring the water fountain back at the Tiki Room? Because there's no animatronic in there. You should have brought the water fountain back. But um, if anybody was wondering um, when we talked about that, that's what happened to it. We figured it out. (laughs) All right, so let's get into our main topic. We got this question from Rich, uh, actually over on Spotify. So I didn't realize this, but if you listen on Spotify, on any of the episodes, you can actually send like a note through that. What? So I didn't realize that. So we got um, a couple questions, kind of uh, similar 
uh, idea. So we got one from Rich and one from Zach. But uh, Rich's was ignoring current budgets. What would be your dream or perfect announcements at D23 for the Walt Disney World Parks? And with Destination D23 coming up this week, it's a great time for Joe Stradamus to come out, make some <laughs> predictions um, about what's going to happen. So for me, starting this off, and I don't necessarily think we're going to get any of this because I don't have very high expectations for Destination D23 coming out. But if budgets weren't in, you know, if budgets didn't matter, um, dream announcements here. I think I'm starting this off with Disney announcing that they've reacquired the rights to Marvel east of the Mississippi. So mm-hmm. kind of this, they've settled with Universal and they can build Marvel lands or attractions in Florida. And on top of that, I think the perfect place to have this would be an Avengers campus at Hollywood Studios. So you have kind of basically two of the attractions that they have at other Avengers campuses over there already. So Tower of Terror, which at DCA was converted to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. No conversion. And then... No conversion. uh, Okay, right. No conversion. Okay. I love them separately. I mean, they're both great rides. I love Mission Breakout. There's no hate there, but you got to keep one. Okay. I'll get to that. So your dream cannot infringe on on mine. I'll get to that, but... Then you also have Rock and Roller Coaster, which in Paris was converted to Avengers Flight Force. It could be Rocket Roller Coaster. It could be. So, <laughs> but but you have two that they've rethemed, and so I think you could almost take that whole Hollywood Boulevard section because you have Tower of Terror, you have Rock and Roller Coaster, you have Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. You have a lot of space that I think you could really make a really nice Avengers campus. I think the problem is you still have Fantasmic and the Beauty and the Beast stage show over there. And to your point, I think a lot of people would have pushback on changing Tower of Terror and changing Rock and Roller Coaster. So I think the other place you could put it is over on the Animation Courtyard, which I think makes sense because that basically is a dead zone now. <laughs> That's like Zombieland over there because you have the Star Wars the Launch Twilight Bay. Zone. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> you have Star Wars Launch Bay over there, which is not really much anymore. You have Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which they've closed. Uh, and then you have that Walt Disney Presents Theater, and I think you have some Disney Junior stuff over there. So there's, they're really not using any of that space. So I think they could actually convert Animation Courtyard and probably use it to expand into some backstage areas to really make a nice Avengers campus. And then you don't lose your Tower of Terror either. Absolutely not. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, just sort of adding on to this is they aren't building like an, an, an exact copy of the Avengers campus that they built, you know, over in Paris and over in Disneyland. For me, I would want it to be Wakanda. So I want Wakanda, a Wakanda themed Avengers campus. And, you know, some of the other, the other characters are going to come in, but Black Panther is going to play a huge role. But that is a very, you know, where in Disneyland, uh, in California and Paris, you know, it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say boring, but if they take the actors out of it, it is not, you know, that impressive of a place to visit. It's not visually as stunning as you would like it to be. Oh, yeah. If we're talking real dream, they announced that they're leveling Avengers Campus and rebuilding <laughs> it and being like, yeah, we know we screwed up. We're going to make it better. Or you can make it Asgard. I think Asgard would be also a really cool thing because there's all those towering, like well, gold sort of like... T- um, castles and I stuff. think it should be very much a mix of multiple properties in, the, in yeah. the same way you know we talked about last week the fantasy springs expansion at Tokyo Disney Sea where they're taking they're, they're expanding Dis- Tokyo Disney Sea and they're adding Peter Pan and Frozen and Tangled all in one area so it's it's kind of multiple yeah. 
it's multiple stories and lands kind of together. I think that's what Avengers Campus should be. You should have Wakanda. You should have Asgard. You should have Guardians. Like have different areas that blend together. It doesn't have to be just one location. You could have mixed a lot of other stuff together. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't want an Avengers Campus that's just like the other ones. I want something like next level in the way that Pandora is you know, you walk in and your jaw drops. Yeah. Yeah, And you're like, this is incredible. I can't tell which plants are real. What aren't real. Like it's, it feels like someplace I've never been before. And that's how I want to feel walking to an Avengers camp. Want to spend your time. It feels like an escape, like an, uh, a theme park should, should feel. Yeah. Avengers campus feels too much. Like I could see any of these buildings in, you know, half the cities in America. Like I, I could be anywhere. It's not as escapist as right. I think it needs to be. Exactly. And, and, but two, you know, there's a lot of knock. There's not necessarily a lot of color. It's all very, you know, muted colors, but that's kind of how star Wars is. I mean, yeah, I don't know why, but basically it feels like half the planets in star Wars are desert Gray, planets. Yeah, desert. So <laughs> I, I maybe fire planets. Yeah. I guess, you know, that's kind of easier to, to do. So, that kind of at least keeps in theme with Star Wars. But yeah, if you look at, you know, the Marvel movies, there's a lot of richness and they picked something yeah, boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I want them to build an Avengers campus in Hollywood studios because expand the studios, give it some more to do. Um, but, but yeah, make it good. I, I'm with you. Yeah. And really no budgets, you know, we're not, we're only talking Walt Disney world, but no budget. Yeah. Just redo it in California too. If we're, if we're really talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now that you mentioned Batu, I would kind of, I mean, there's so many things that they could do. Like if, if this is just like straight up dream, like build some of the other places in Star Wars, you know, you, you mentioned that there's a lot of like gray planets or whatever, but you could build like something that's, that's cool. You could build like the towering cities in Coruscant. You could build um, like an Endor and it's like a foresty area. Like there's a I mean, lot you build of cloud city. I mean, there, there's yeah. a ton. I, I will say this, you know, we've, we've gone through this summer and watched the clone wars animated <laughs> series. Um, we're, we're Lucky on rebels. rebels. We're holding off on Ahsoka until we get through rebels so that it all kind of makes sense. And you know, when they opened galaxy's edge, a lot of the critiques from Star Wars fans was, you know, why did they pick this? Why is it based on the sequel trilogy? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And before that, I'd only ever seen the movies. And I'm like, okay, well, it's yeah. about the movies. What else is there to Star Wars? After seeing the Clone Wars yes. and Rebels, there, to your point, there are so many planets. There's so many other stories and characters that I'm kind of on this, you know, I'm on the bandwagon now of Disney could have done a lot more now. Those weren't as popular. I was going to say. Yeah. But the stories are just as interesting and just as detailed. I mean, look how much you know people love the Ahsoka series now or the Mandalorian. Like, I, I, I do get where people are coming from now that what they kind of picked for Galaxy's Edge, they had a lot better stories to choose from. And I think what they did is they chose... They, they went by, hey, this is going to be big at the box office as opposed to picking what's going to make the most interesting story. And I, I think there were more interesting stories and lands they could have picked. I'm starting to see that now. I'm starting to get it. So the Star Wars fans, they're converting me here. <laughs> Not that I don't like Galaxy's Edge, but I do get where it's like, 
there was a lot better stuff they could have chose. Well, and I, I, the thing that I just have a problem with is because they were so committed. Now they're not so much anymore, but they were so committed to like trying to stay in that timeline. They didn't, you know, want to put like Mando in there. Now they have, but like, come on, give me Captain Rex. I want Rex. I love this. I love the That's clone way out troopers. Of place. Rex is way out of place. I love the clone troopers. Like watching Clone Wars, like that was the thing. Those episodes were the ones that really pulled me in. I found myself. I don't even know why, but I love Captain Rex and I love the clones. I mean, it's it's just so good. And if you haven't watched it, I mean, God, you, 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 I yeah, know, def- it definitely is hard. Watch. The Clone Wars. I will say it was very good. There There's are a lot of episodes. Spots, yeah. yeah, that's like I know none of this matters like this there's no stakes here because i know in the movies all these people are still alive so like they try to make it seem like there's some issues but there are a lot of episodes where it's not about the main cast that are very good so definitely that i think talking about you know galaxy's edge though with the halcyon closing it would be really great if they announced an expansion to galaxy's edge and a lot of the stuff that got cut that they held back because they wanted to put it on the halcyon to kind of make you pay for yeah. it so the guy at dinner show which was supposed to be you know the, there there was the Oga's cantina but there was supposed to be another restaurant with a dinner show basically you know the finale of the halcyon that whole stunt show that was supposed to be in galaxy's edge like it would be really good if they announced they're doing an expansion to galaxy's edge they're adding another restaurant with a dinner show they're adding the stunt show they're adding some more to that where now that the star cruiser's done and so it's not like, hey, we're going to you know, have this and make you pay extra for it. Just put it in Galaxy's Edge. And again, Disney World needs to not build another park. They need to expand the parks they have and kind of make them better. So that is one way to do that, to add capacity and you know, give people more to do in Galaxy's Edge. And I think that would go a long way of we're going to put more money into the parks. That's not necessarily behind you know, an additional fee like the Star Cruiser was. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it'd be a really cool ride. Just thinking about Clone Wars, a, an, an escape from order 66. You are a Jedi trying to avoid the, that would be pretty cool. The, yeah, the, the clone troopers. They could just build you. a whole like Clone Wars section, um, over there. So yeah, um, I'm in great so, idea. So, so some other things that I would like them to announce, you know, the one thing is, they had already announced this years ago, and then it, it quietly, I guess, got canceled. But they were going to build a Broadway-style theater in the Magic Kingdom. Awesome. Kind of right idea. off the top of Main Street. I would love to see that come back. That is, I think, one thing that is yeah, missing. We, we've talked about this um, a, a few times because over in Disney California Adventure, they have a theater – over in Disneyland Paris, they have a couple theater shows. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney uh, has theater shows as well. And there's no real Broadway theater style shows at Besides Walt Disney World. The you have Festival of the Lion King is But but Festival of the Lion King's not really a theater show. I think the closest thing you have is the Beauty and the Beast show. That yeah. you you have that and that is, you know, really good, but I think you need a dedicated theater where you can, again, that's indoors. You can do more Broadway style shows. So I think that was a great idea. I don't know why that got canceled. That's a huge um, capacity. You can get thousands of people um, Mm. into a theater every hour, which would be great. And think about how crowded the magic kingdom is. So that would be really awesome for just, you know, like you were saying, kind of pulling some of the crowd in and pulling them off the ride so that gas get satisfaction goes up. 
Yeah, 100%. So I, I think that would be a, a great thing to add. I also think the Magic Kingdom needs like a nighttime parade, like the electrical light parade. Bringing that back to the Magic Kingdom would be great. Just, again, just adding to the parks. Um, I mean, hey, if, if they don't care about budget, just bring free lightning lanes back. You know, give you give you free, you know, fast pass lightning lanes. I think if they announced that, that would probably be the bigger headline than them announcing a new attraction. Because anything they announce is gonna be ten years away at this point, yeah. as slow as they build stuff. But if they said, Hey, in twenty twenty four, everybody's gonna get three free lightning lanes, um, again, I think people would go nuts because people are gonna be like, They're giving us something free again, mm-hmm. you know, going back to it and and you know, there's been a lot of reports that crowds are low, bookings are soft. I think they are going to need something to get people excited to go back to Disney World in the short term. Again, they could announce an expansion to Galaxy's Edge. They could announce new attractions, but that's not going to happen next year, and they're going to need something to get people to go. So, you know, free lightning lanes. Um, if you stay, Let's say, hey, if you stay at a Disney hotel, you get free lightning lanes, would get people excited. Yeah, absolutely. I, that one's an interesting one for me. I don't that does I don't miss that. I would much rather get a new attraction, but I do think that you're right. Like people would be very excited and again, people like to feel like they're getting something for nothing. So, that would be a cool announcement. Yeah, and again, it, it's it's something in the short term because, you know, even whatever they announce at this Destination D23 and, you know, I think why I said I I'm not really I don't optimistic. Really, yeah, I'm not really optimistic, thank you, about the announcements because two reasons. One, I don't really think they have a lot of stuff to announce, first of all. I think it's going to be more updates on like the new Tiana attraction, the new uh, nighttime show at Epcot. Um, I mean, would they include the ship, like the treasure? Potentially, it could include the treasure, stuff about the new you know, Moana Journey of Water, things we already know about. So I don't know if they have a lot of future stuff, but... Even if they announce it, like we said, one, it takes them so long to build things. It's four or five years down the road at the best. And two, we've seen this before where Disney has announced attractions and then they never get built. Pull them back. They, yeah. they mysteriously go away. You know, 2024, park attendance is down. They need to cut back on spending. Well, this stuff we announced is going to get cut. I mean, how many times have they announced a new attraction at Avengers Campus? Oh my and gosh. They, and yes. it, it's still not there yet. They just keep announcing new ones. So I think even if they announce stuff, until it physically opens, until, you until can't you be excited see that about it. Until you they're working on it and you're like, okay, they're, I mean, they're not going to scrap it at this even point. Even working on it, I mean, they, they, uh, you know, they leveled some land for a DVC property over by Fort Wilderness and they announced that, the, the Reflections Lodge. And they cleared the land, and then they stopped, and then that went away. So uh, now I think that they might have ran into some issues with being able to build on that site, and now they're kind of building something over at the Polynesian. But again, until it physically opens, I, I think you got to be hesitant. So that's kind of some of my hesitancy too. Of like, even they announce this stuff, people are gonna get excited, but it really doesn't mean much, uh, you know, short term impact. So I think some some of these things they could do to to make an impact right away. I think would be you know the biggest news um, that they have, and selfishly, I would like them to do again dream announcements here. Just redo Figment and just make it top tier attraction here. <laughs> yeah, I think that this ride is one that's just in need of love. I think that you know 
there's been it's been all over the place over the years it's it's gone through i think what three major i mean there was the original and then there are like a couple other major re- renovations yeah we changed the storyline we majorly. talked about this a few weeks ago when we talked about disney's biggest mistakes yeah. and and taking it from the original storyline with the dream finder to journey into your imagination where they just took figment out of it completely that only lasted a couple of years because people hated it and now yeah we have our third iteration here where it's now this blend of the two where it's it's basically journey into your imagination but they added figment back in yeah so i think that they needed they need to utilize the character better um and unpopular opinion again maybe redesign the character a little bit make him a little bit softer in appearance round out some of his edges you have nightmares of figment don't you i feel like you you go to sleep (laughs) and you see his like yellow eyes staring at you they had an auction where they were auctioning off like an old figment skin and I was joking to you, and I was like, can I buy this skin? And you're like, in no way are you allowed to get that and have that in, in our house. No, I mean, it was like thirty or $40,000, so there was no way I was actually going to get it. Um, but you were like, he doesn't even have arms. He's already looks uh, like a nightmare. Okay, no, but you could tell me that about anything. Like, it could be Chuby or something that's adorable. If you're talking about a skin, like, they have they've skinned it. And now they're going, you're going well, to buy like, the skin. It's like no, the rubber. Thank you. It's the rubber, you know, outside of the animatronic. But yeah, you, you definitely have nightmares of figment. I mean, uh, yeah, Pe- a little people, bit. People talk about small world being like a, a nightmare inducing. Yeah. But I, see, I that doesn't see, really bother me. But I much. could see, I see where you're coming from with figment. I mean, if, if, you you put some like horror music over that ride and then the figment just keeps popping up everywhere in these yeah. experiments and going like it's me figment i mean that no he says it in his voice yeah you're it's you're just, turning and there's all these figments everywhere i i could see where he freaks you out a little bit yeah like again i've seen disney do things where they've like cartoonized him and he's adorable i don't hate yeah. figment in general it's just that yeah some in that ride especially he's just very pointy and and that's my stuff. thing they're using him so much now he's basically the face of epcot at yeah. this point and you know there's a ton of figment merch he's a part of yeah, I think like he's a lot of the festivals Orange and stuff. Bird now. Yeah, exactly. Like they there's obviously a market for Figment out there. People enjoy him. So why are you treating him so poorly with a terrible, you know, sub-tier attraction? Like just spend the money if you're going to use Figment, um, you know, give him a good attraction to go on. So I would love to see uh, a Figment redo there. Well, speaking of Orange Bird, you know, I just came up with this one off the cuff, but I think there should be like a an orange bird restaurant like have a restaurant something more permanent dedicated to orange bird and you know use oranges as or just tropical things as a kind of mainstay in the dishes um you know like the orange bird sippers are really popular and the drink that's in them it could be like dole whip like i want to kind of see something like that and then we can get some orange birds on the walls and like you know orange bird animatronic or whatever but i do think that he's popular enough and since epcot's the only place you see him like i kind of feel like they should sort of capitalize on that and make him a more permanent fixture yeah, it's a good idea. Build build a restaurant out. I mean, they're they're still kind of not done with that central hub. Mm-hmm. You know, put a restaurant in there around Orange Bird, almost like a permanent, um, like food pavilion. So kind of like a, yeah. a permanent festival restaurant, hundred percent. So yeah, it could be a quick quick serve, but just yeah. something. Again, get your Orange Bird sipper, and it could be Epcot's Dole Whip. No, hundred percent. So you know, I think a lot of people are probably hoping for 
like a, the Zootopia or Moana expansion over at Animal Kingdom. I personally don't think they should get rid of Dino Land. I think they should redo it. But I don't think replacing one land with another, again, is going to be beneficial. I think if they're going to do anything, I would like to see it as an expansion. I think Animal Kingdom, you could debate whether you know Zootopia talking animals fits into Animal Kingdom because... Animal Kingdom is based on real life animals. Talking animals obviously aren't real life. Um, you know, the animals don't talk. So maybe Moana is a better fit there. But again, I think if you just put it where Dino Land is, you're not really doing anything to the park because you're just going to make it more crowded. You're not adding capacity. You're just going to get more people there to ride, maybe a ride or two. I would almost like to see them add it as an expansion. I think there's a lot of space between. Oh, away from Pandora. Yeah, I think there's a lot of space. Um, between the park and Rafiki's Planet Watch, where you take that train, there's a lot of land there that I think they could expand. And I think if they're going to build anything, if they're going to do Moana or something, put it there. You know, fix up Dino Land, make Dino Land a place that people want to go to, but then add Moana to add an additional attraction or two, another restaurant into the park. I actually even think Elemental City may be a better fit for Animal Kingdom because you're you're dealing with the Zootopia? Well you're you're dealing with nature. So I think, you know, and a lot of the people where disagree. You know, Zootopia, oh, they're talking animals. It's not realistic. I understand elements don't talk, but you could have something more geared towards again, nature and the elements, which I think fits in to Animal Kingdom better. And I think Elemental City is a really vibrant um, kind of canvas for them to work with. And, you know, Elemental was a great movie. And so I think Disney Imagineering could do some really great things there. Yeah. Nope. I want Zootopia. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but but e- either way, I think do it as an expansion and don't just replace one land for another. I think that's again budget's no object here. You know, add something new. You know, I think the other big thing, and I do think this would be a dream announcement, is is some sort of villains land. Um, and so this was the other question we got from Zach. So he wrote, uh, "You should cover what you guys would do for a Disney villains theme park, like what would be the restaurants, rides, etc." Or if you would have a separate section dedicated to each of the villains. So, again, I've said this. I don't think they need to build a whole new theme park, but expand some of the parks with a villain's land. But I think this is a good question because, you know, Disney had talked about this um, in that blue sky. Hey, maybe we'll build a villain's area. But they didn't give a lot of detail to it. So what are some of the things that you would like to see them put into this hypothetical villain's area? So I think, first of all, you know, you have to have some sort of a castle. And it is really difficult whenever you're thinking about Disney villains having castles. They usually have some sort of a lair. So you have a few options here. Now, you know, of course, being the scar lover that I am, he kind of almost does have have like a, it's almost, it looks kind of like a termite mound um, that's lit up all green. That would be a great castle. We're just going to have a giant termite (laughs) mound mound. in the middle of a Disney park. It's all green. Um, That would be cool. But I actually think there's a better fit here. And I think that this is Maleficent's castle. She actually does have like kind of a creepy castle up on the hill. I think it's called, um, it's actually forbidden mountain so i love that it's gothic it would be very much like an anti cinderella castle and i think it would be really cool too because there's always a castle show i think it'd be cool to have like 
you know, borrow some of the ravens from over in Animal Kingdom and have like a bird show. Like Maleficent comes out and her raven does some things for her. They're very smart birds. And it would be just a cool way to sort of incorporate that. And there could maybe even be like a little educational piece, like a handout or a plaque. No, no she's education. Not gonna, There's she's no not education gonna, in the village. She's not going to tell everyone, but I think it would be really cool if it said something like, hey, like, you know, this these ravens are trained specially. So by now Lola. the Disney villains are teaching you stuff. You've just ruined the, the villains, they <laughs> land. Well, They're not going to help you. They're going to be like, these ravens are going to come and attack you if you don't pay attention. The so, birds. Yeah. So I, I definitely think, you know, Maleficent's castle, I think, is a good idea. My, my other idea was like, you know, is it basically just become like a. Uh, a dark version of Magic Kingdom. So do you have like Cinderella Castle, but it's like as if the villains had taken it over. But I think Maleficent's Castle is a, a good pick. You know, I think in terms of like what villains are represented, you obviously have a lot of options there. But I think what I would do almost is have kind of like whatever characters you pick have a land associated with them. So I kind of see it as you have your central hub where maybe they mix but then it's almost kind of like portals to each of their lands. So I don't necessarily, you know, so where you have Adventureland and Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom, you would have different lands around maybe Maleficent and maybe you have Hades or, or Jafar. You could kind of have each of their areas where they have restaurants and rides and things like that. I would like a, um, and then this is just kind of, you know, I'm sure that you can come up with a better name for this, but like a perfectly poisonous parade. They should have like an anti-parade and it should, you know, end with maybe Maleficent or the bigger the bigger villains on their own, um, like on a bigger float. But I, I would love to see like Hades in in like on a, a fire float. Yeah. And I think you have it at night because obviously villains oh, yeah. come out at night. I think everything happens. Like it would, it would almost be interesting. I was thinking about this. I don't think Disney would ever do this, but like if they had this as its own park, but it would instead of being open from eight in the morning till ten o'clock at night, it opened at eight o'clock at night and stayed open till eight o'clock the next morning. Like it was huh. almost like it was a nighttime park, you know, because again, villains, it's ominous. You you think of them coming out at night. You know, you're you're doing things under the cloak of darkness. You have a nighttime parade, stuff like that. Like a whole different vibe where this becomes the park you go at like after dark. Logistically, I think that'd be very hard to do. I think there'd be a lot of very tired people that you're just going 24 hours. You're going from Magic Kingdom then to the Villains Park. But I think that that would be a unique idea of, hey, this park doesn't open until sunset. Well, you could just do an after hours event. And make it go into the wee hours of the morning. No, I mean, Disney has after hours events, but I think just the fact that the park isn't even open during the day. It's like, hey, when the sun sets, that's when the villains come out. You could almost have your parade to like kind of as like a welcome show to kind of kick off the park. And then and then it goes into the you night. You know, because the villains be are good hosts. Exactly. <laughs> but I think some of the villains you could have, you know, like we mentioned, Maleficent. We've mentioned Hades so far. I think Jafar is a good one. I think Mother Gothel. Yzma, Scar, obviously. Barbosa. We got to get some live action. Yeah, Barbosa's good in there. You know, I think Scar, you could almost have like how like Disneyland Paris has the dragon underneath the castle. Like have his lair you walk through with the green smoke or something like that. Maybe there's a Scar animatronic in there as part of his land. I I think that would be good. You could have like a wildebeest 
restaurant or something like that running of the wildebeest running of the wildebeest well see i think that my idea for that is that you have an escape from elephant graveyard and part of that would be taking you through scar's lair so i think that this i've been saying this for years i would love to see this as a roller coaster and um or even like i don't know it could even be something a little bit slower than a roller coaster or something that they build trackless ride vehicles that can go quickly, but then also slow down because I think that if they're going to spend the time to make really cool animatronics and things, you're going to want to see it. So I don't want to go through it super fast, but I would love to go through and see the green puffs of smoke coming out. I would love to see some of the scenes that are in there. And I just think that the be prepared number is so good. It could even be like a seven, seven dwarfs mind train. And Oh, we slow down and have like a, like a show scene kind of in the middle yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would love like a Hades boat ride. I think that oh, lends itself yeah. really well. And um, you see where like all of the souls get trapped in the ground. That yeah, cool. exactly. Because that's that's basically what Hercules is like and, and having. I think that would lend itself and, you know, Disney does boat rides really well. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of options, you know, Disney can go. Obviously, you'd have like really great themed food ideas. Like obviously, you're going to have poison apples and a lot of you know potions and poisons and things like that so it's it's a deep well i think of creativity here going towards the villains i think that a really interesting idea for a restaurant would be like a dr facilier's you know that the movie the princess and the frog is so rich in food so you could almost kind of like like lean toward he's into like voodoo and stuff and you could have like all of like his lair but then also it being a, a food restaurant um i think that he's a really cool villain so maybe there it's even a like a stage show where he comes up in the middle and he he performs some incantations or something i just think it would be a really like i think that one that villain in particular would work really well for food no like definitely food I, I think yeah i mean they they got a lot of, of villains. I think they have a lot of good options. And so I think, you know, the fact that they show this as like a blue sky thing, you know, maybe they'll talk more about it at destination D 23. I mean, it, it is kind of surprising that Imagineering hasn't tried to do more with the villains because it does seem like there's people a lot like of them. people like them, but there's a lot of different things they can do. And again, it's kind of like a, a, a fresh palette for them to work with versus just going back to all the same princesses over and over again. I think that they worry probably about celebrating the the people that are trying to do the bad stuff in their movies. But again, like Hades, I mean, he's kind of like a soft villain. You know, he's, he's part of, uh, you know, I don't know if it's Greek or Roman mythology. I mean, it's not necessarily like he was a, a super terrible guy. Um, I mean, he only tried to murder Hercules. Right. But again, but it's kind of based on, you know, like people's souls. Yeah. It's based on like myth and stuff like that. Like to a certain extent, he's doing a job in the same way that like the other, you know, gods and stuff are doing a job. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people love Maleficent as the dragon. So, I mean, I think you're right. Like you don't want to celebrate the villains too much, but they have some of them to begin with. But I think a lot of people, you know, would enjoy that. So we'd love to hear what our listeners think on, you know, what are you most want to hear from the D 23 event? What would you put into a villains park or villains land? You know, head over to our Instagram at enchanted ears podcast and let us know over there. But that wraps up the show for this week. Want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. And we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.